Available now from Corolla Digital. Basic cable commentary, Showgirls, with special guest, Huel Hauser. Well, thank you, Adam. I'm very excited to see a movie about some girls who put on a show. Listen in while Adam and Dana Gould as Huel Hauser watch the 1994 classic, Showgirls. Yeah, you missed a very erotic scene there, What's happening in the movie now? Well, there's a black man, and she's on his lap, and she's gyrating, (laughs) and, uh... They're, kissing, they're kissing deeply. And he's oh, crazy. I've got the dry heat. He, Just download the track and play it along with your copy of the movie. Only $1.99 on iTunes or at the store at adamcarolla.com. This is Corolla Digital. Hello, my little muffin tops. It's me, Allison Rosen. Before the show starts, a few quick words. One, I love you. Two, did you see the review of my podcast in the Onions AV Club? Or perhaps it's just called the AV Club. Anyway, it made me happy. So go find that, you know, if you want to do that. And now, some iTunes comments. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments. And don't forget to click five stars. Okay, this one says, Allison Rosen is wonderful on Thank You, and it's by Lou. I've been a big fan of Adam's podcast, and I finally, belated, gave this one a try. I am absolutely hooked now. She is smart, funny, no, she's funny, smart, apparently I can't read, um, and really knows how to make her guests interesting. Being a good interviewer is an overlooked art. Well, I agree. Rosen knows this art like Adam knows he's great. That's funny, and thank you. And then, here's one, Strangely Compelling, by JB3. Fell down the Ace Broadcasting rabbit hole a year ago. I applaud you, Allison, for not being a carbon copy of the Adam Carolla show. I have enjoyed the show since your first episode. Stay true to yourself. And please have some kids soon. Please. The ticking of your biological clock is deafening. One day in the not-too-distant future, you will wonder aloud about your misplaced maternal instincts and how they drove you to query whether ducks or puppies are cuter than your actual human offspring. Uh, in my defense, it's a fair question. P.S. More Gary. Let's dispel this half-tard Gary alter ego. Get this talent in front of the mic. I agree, and my favorite thing is that he spelled it half-tart Gary. As if Gary is half of a tart. Um, and then I had one more. I am scrolling through that I wanted to read. Here we go. This is good use of time right now. Um, hang on. Oh, crap. Where is it? Gary, I know you're going to want to cut this part out, but I think that they deserve to hear what I sound like when I'm scrolling through something on my phone. And Gary right now is saying, are you sure? That would be Gary Half-Tart. Not, I, I don't use the other word. Oh, come on. Where is this? Well, anyway, it was, oh yeah, here it is. Love This Best Friend by Dog Fond. I'm fond of dogs. As a young one, I would often say I love you to inappropriate adults like my first grade teacher. When Allison says I love you to her audience, she means it. I often find myself reflexively saying I love you back to no one. I love that. Okay, and now I want to tell you guys about my friends at GoToMeeting. It's summer. It's hot. You don't want to come in the office because the office is steady steady. The office is sweaty and stinky, or you're sweaty and stinky. You're somewhere enjoying a pina colada or being caught in the rain, but you need to collaborate with your 
coworkers, but you don't want to have to find a time to actually go into the office because that is for suckers. And now you don't even need to do that with go to meeting with HD faces from Citrix because you can just have a meeting on your computer or your iPad or your iPhone. You can see each other crystal clear. You can hear each other and you can collaborate on documents and whatnot. It's really is the future of working. And if the future of working means you don't have to go sit your butt down in some crappy office or even a nice office that's crappy because it becomes crappy when you have to be there, then I say yes. I endorse this new future. So go to meeting by Citrix. It allows you to collaborate on anything, but especially files and plans online. Um, okay, work smarter this summer with GoToMeeting with HD Faces. And my listeners, that's you guys, can try it free for 30 days. Don't wait for the special offer. Visit. Or really, I meant to say that, like, don't wait. For this special offer, visit GoToMeeting.com. Click on the Try It Free button and use the promo code Allison. That's me. I'm Allison. That's why that's the promo code, in case you were like, why are you just saying a name? Be sure to use the promo code Allison. And as I've said before, they are, of course, tracking who comes to go to meeting um, via my podcast. So if you like this podcast, which I hope you do, uh, and you want to use an awesome product for free for 30 days, please visit gotomeeting.com, click on the Try It Free button, and use the promo code Allison. Um, Okay. My guest today is the one and only Jeff Dye, and I think you will love this episode. And here it is. Okay, bye, you guys. I love you. Hey everyone, hi, hello, it's me, Allison Rosen, and welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend. My guest today is Jeff Dye from MTV's Money from Strangers, or as we were just discussing, a show that people often refer to as Money um, Money for strangers. for strangers or strangers with money to strangers money, money to strangers, strangers. Yeah, money stuffed show. in strangers right it's very uh, strangers biting money we have a lot of aliases mm-hmm. and then you were saying that you guys must have given it the wrong name because yeah. people because money from strangers does not stick in I guess it's head. too confusing yeah it is yeah it's uh, it's like a Fiona Apple album title money something that's what people call it you're on the money something Are you, uh, what is that called you're really? on that thing that money something show so but you you were also on Last Comic Standing, correct? And where else might people know you from? Comedy Central, special. Comedy Central. You're a uh, comedian. Extreme Makeover Home Edition. Surprise. What did you do on I that show? I was a designer on that show. Wow. Yeah. Weird, right? It is weird because are you a designer? I am not. No. Were you able to do it on the show? Yeah. It, it was what just did like it involve. It would be just me being, being like, "Hey, this little kid loves cars. We should make him a car room." And then I would say like, "We'd have tires made of pillows." And then the designer would be able to design. Like I was just like an idea guy. Oh, well, because <laughs> like I just said things, and they were like, "We could do something like that." Did you ever suggest something, and they're like, "No, no," like making oh, yeah, a, like yeah, slashing yeah. their throat thing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that happened a lot because I'm I've not designed. I don't know anything about it. But they were like, "Hey, this guy's a comedian." 
Mm-hmm. And he'd be great for the show. I mean, Exhibit has never designed anything in his life, and he was a designer on the show. So, Is that what you told yourself every day when you thought, yeah. I can't do this? Exhibit's here. Exhibit's <laughs> here. I'm just like him. Yeah, that's how I made yeah. myself feel better. All right. So yeah. that's how people know you. That's how, I guess, yeah, those are the things. I think so. And I want to talk about all of that, but before the show started... We were talking about how you got screwed over on a refrigerator, yes. and then Allison, I started this talking was about a real personal story. I know. That I, I came hey, to you, you in confidence. Off, you didn't tell I came me off the record, confidence. just like that episode of Newsroom. You didn't tell me. I mean, they did with her, but I didn't know. These public figures, you know what I'm saying? You come at them with something vulnerable, and then you want to bring it up on the air. Listen, Jeff, die. Listen, I have an allegiance to you, okay. but I have a greater allegiance to the people on the other side of this microphone. Fair enough. Those are my Fair listeners, enough. and they need listeners. to know All right, about let's, let's get your real. refrigerator. And then I started talking about a portable dishwasher, and then everyone laughed because they didn't even know that existed. Yeah, I was like, sounds no, made up. that does exist. I don't know what world you live in. You're making up appliances, and I don't appreciate it. I live in a world where I live in a place that doesn't have a dishwasher, <laughs> and I cannot hand wash. That's bullshit. So anyway, what, what happened to your refrigerator? Uh, when I was getting my house... Renting. I'm not buying a house. I was renting a house, and the people that were living there before me, there was like a little bit of an overlap where they were. I was trying to move in, and they were still had stuff in there and things. And um, I was trying to make measurements and pick furniture and things like that. I wasn't like trying to move in while they were sleeping there or anything. <laughs> uh, but anyways, they were like, "Hey, if you want, you could just keep that fridge. Like, it's our fridge. If you give us a couple hundred bucks, you know, we'll let you have." It. And so that seemed like a good deal. I don't have to lift a fridge or buy a new fridge, which is very expensive. Uh, so I just yeah, I gave them two hundred bucks cash, and then. Once I moved in, I got all settled. I realized that the, the fridge door doesn't seal. There's no magnet on it. Like, it doesn't close. So not only is it wasting energy, it's but now food is, like, thawed, and there's water dripping all over the joint. And uh, I got duped. Hmm. Yeah. I'm very Do you have any recourse? Do you have their number? I have nothing. I just know where they used to live. Ooh. That's, all, that's all I have. Yeah, that's and right. Uh, that's nothing. It's my house. But I will be throwing away all their mail if they get any. Oh, Which I think is a felon, so I'm pretty... You know... A felony. Pretty I badass. Receive, yeah, I get a lot of mail for the people that lived in my place before I do, mm-hmm. did. Uh-oh. <laughs> Words failing me. Don't I get mail that's for the people who used to live there, and I don't know what to do with it. You don't know what to do with it? Well, I give a lot of it to my neighbor who's still friends with them. Sure. That's what I'm supposed to do with the majority of it. Some of it comes back, I though. think it's an old Elvis song about it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. How do you, you just do ha- that? Literally, literally, how do you wear blue suede shoes, though? No. Literally, how do you return to sender? That's do you just you write do. return yeah, to sender? Yeah, you just write return to sender. You put it in the mailbox, and that's all. Then the I mailman somehow, does the rest. It's, it's magic. I have no faith that that would work. <laughs> it works. And if anyone yeah. does this, I feel like it would just come right back to me. No, no, it does. Like it a works. mail boomerang. And they a make a little note hot, at the, in, the, in the system, like, oh, this person doesn't live there anymore. Really? Yeah. So, in fact, I am perpetuating this mail problem by not doing that. Right. Why didn't anyone tell me this sooner i think it'll only happen once because then they'll be like oh this person's not getting their stuff see but i don't know i, I like just so you know i don't know this for a fact I, that's no, my but assumption Gary is nodding and he i know knows. that there's a lot of uh commenters on these kind of podcasts i'm sure you'll be like this guy's an idiot that's not true so i'm just making sure yeah. i'm clarifying that i'm not positive you, you know what no matter how idiotic you are yeah i'm a bigger idiot so don't really? you worry. Yeah. Is that what you think? I'm like a human idiot shield. And I will throw myself in front of you and I will absorb the negative comments. It's really nice. You're welcome. It's really nice. I, uh, the only reason I say that is because when I was on this, uh, the Adam Carolla yes. podcast, uh, there was a lot of meanies on the comment section. Mm, yeah. A lot of jerks like, this comedian's dull. Like they think exp- everything we say is, is supposed to be hilarious. Is they, they write in? That's the voice I like to read the comments. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Have you noticed how every... I want to talk about the comments. Sure. In a second, but have you noticed how every guy has their... 
this is what girls sound like voice. Yeah. And then, but then when we women talk about something a guy said, it's always like, and then he said, I did the, 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 right. It's always a dumb guy voice. Yeah. What's your girl voice? My girl voice is like, the girl. Oh, wait, like, it's, the, it's the same, the same, same. as a guy voice. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's not, not true. really. I, what is it I really? Modif- I did an audible there. Too. I know. It was good. Uh, I don't know. That's I don't know why. if I have. Oh, I do have a, my, my girl voice is kind of like a valley girl. Like, Let's which is it. the same kind of idea of like a girl being dumb. Yeah. Like, uh, like I was on a date with a girl and she put her beer down and she's like, all right, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Don't put anything in my drink. It's like, what? So, uh oh. Yeah. That, that, that cut too close. That's too much. It's weird. Cause I feel like I've said that before. You've said, oh, come on. When did it become socially appropriate to joke about date rape on a date? I don't think I said that. I may have said no roofies. <laughs> yeah, that joke. That's the joke. These girls, they always joke about date that rape. I'm on the date. I'm like, don't. Would you think I'm a date rapist? You know what, though? I actually would never say it to a date. I would say it to my sister. Or like a group of friends or something. Or I would say it to someone where it's obvious they're not going to roofie me. Anyone where they <laughs> or might actually. Or some creepy guy at the bar. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, the creepo. With, I can guy... see you. Right. No roofies in here, please. Mm-hmm. So it's not even flirtatious. It's just like a real warning. It's just a request, actually. Like, sir, I know your type. Yeah. And I don't want it. I see you fingering that Visine bottle in your pants. If that is a Visine bottle. Right. Now, did the comments hurt your feelings? <laughs> yeah, I'm very fragile about that stuff. I know that sounds stupid, but I no, am. If, uh, uh, if there's a place to sound stupid about that and where you won't be judged, it's this podcast. Because right, I have kind of an ongoing discussion with uh, my listeners about how I am overly affected by those kind of comments. Yeah, it's just annoying. It's like, I, I, I don't know what they want from me. I'm sure if I came in here and talked a bunch, they'd be like, shut up, man. This is the Ace Man's podcast. You know, but it's, it's just like, there's no way to win. Right. That's all. That, and it makes me upset. And I've been told by my manager just not to read them. He told me that like years ago on mm-hmm. Last Comic Standing. And I did pretty good about not doing it. This and is then, Barry Katz, yes. Barry Katz, yeah. I feel like I've never met him, but he espouses a lot of pearls of wisdom, does he not? Because I feel like He's whenever amazing. I hear about him on other podcasts, yeah. and by the way, I always hear about him in sort of a Barry Katz impression. I don't sure, know if have I don't one. have one of those. Oh, no. you got to get if, you, if you're if he's going to be your manager. Well, I feel it's like almost you have become hack that. in show business. Everyone's like, let's hear your Barry, and I was like, oh, geez. It's the Christopher Walken of Are you impressions. Are me of being happy? Do you have a Barry Cat? No, I don't. Oh. No, no. I'm saying if I did it, yeah, it would be kind of like, right. oh, everyone okay. does that. Well, give him the dumb girl voice. No offense to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is, he's amazing. I want to say that about Barry Cats, shifting gears about comments. But he, um, everyone's got all these awful stories about him, like all these comics that have been like, that Barry would never represent, like mm-hmm. come up to me and they're like, man, you got to get rid of him, man. He's not going to help you. Here's a here's something I heard he once did. And all the stories are from like 30 years ago. I'm like, yeah, sure. He did some things to like climb up the ladder 30 years ago in New York. But ever since then, he's been amazing. He's like a good guy. He's like a family man. He's got two beautiful kids and a wife and he's a widower and all this different stuff. He's like a good man. Uh, but like, I feel like he's haunted by those stories of like 30 or 40 years ago. Are they when, true though? Uh, probably. I don't know if they're true. I mean... I don't see. I've not actually heard the stories. I've only heard of the stories. Right. Then that's the thing. They become almost yeah, legend or like right. exaggerated. And also, they happen to people. Like I, I, I have many interactions with managers who are at the level that he was at when he stepped on some fingers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, to climb the ladder, I guess you'd say. And uh, they're just as awful as I'm sure he was. So I guess I was like, yeah. oh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, you just sign a bunch of people and hope someone does good. And neglect the ones that didn't. And the ones that didn't will be all bitter. And, oh, I mean, is that what the bitterness is about? I think I so. Like that's just positive, yeah. of course. And they're yeah. like, why didn't I get famous? You're like, you're supposed to do it, not the manager. But, right. Barry is easily one of the nicest people I've ever met in my sure. entire life. And 
anytime he comes up, I, I say as much, and I'm like 90% of the time met with, well, yeah, but I mean, shady guy, real, right. real sketchy. Yeah, see, I've and I'm that. just like, yeah, I know. I mean, and I do, you know, I've heard some of the stories and stuff, but it's like, isn't that par for the course in that sure. business? And on top of which, he could not be a nicer, more personable sure. guy. I mean, he's the the polar opposite of the character Ari Gold. I mean, this guy I agree. is, I, his wife used to uh, work on one of her shows here. So I've met him a couple times and his wife is amazing. His kids are really cool, nice, like normal, I met their grounded golden kids. <laughs> it's like he is just so just genuine. He's a good dude. He's yeah, a he's good a good guy. He's like he's a kind of like a dad figure to me. Like he's always so nice. He always takes me under his wing like when I'm feeling stressed out. And also I think people should know that like he deals with stand-up comedians all day. Like we are the most neurotic, fragile, sociopathic, narcissistic. Like we are constantly like, "Why aren't I getting this? And why aren't I doing yeah. this? And I need that." And I know, like we're and he has to deal with that for 30 years. I would have probably burned some bridges too, like just firing people. And he didn't. Like Is he did, that like how he's, you are with him? A little bit. I mean, he sees you show it, that. To, well, he sees like the, that more than anyone else in my life. I'd say. Right. Like he sees me getting frustrated and being like, "Why can't I do this? Or why can't I do that? Or be mm-hmm. like this?" And so, he sees the worst of me, and he's still an amazing man. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. I. Well, I what I like in the stories I hear is that he has these. Uh, these pearls of wisdom because sure. I am always looking for like a Yoda to just be like this sure. is how you should feel about your internet comments and I feel like Yodas won't comment on that first of all and second of all if I actually had someone in my life who did that I'd be like quit telling me what to do <laughs> well I the thing about Barry it. is that uh, and this might be a criticism I hope he doesn't get mad that I say this he does have so much wisdom and so many great stories and so many um, amazing like views on things but I have heard a lot of them over and over <laughs> like, so, <laughs> so like sometimes they'll launch well, into like one and I, I, I sometimes to launch into one and I'm like ah oh, man I don't want to interrupt him but I've definitely heard this a couple yeah. of times but there's, there's, he's like a comedian in the fashion that he's like polished those stories or polished those anecdotes right. and so of course he's you know he doesn't remember if he told it to me or Jay Moore or someone else so, uh, but that he, he's an amazing amazing guy so he says not to read the comments he says not to read them but uh, you I do anyway sneakily at like 2am like well let me just browse it maybe just uh, but I will say one thing that makes me feel better uh, is that I do realize that the comments are going to be ne- negative no matter what you do. As far as like there's a video on YouTube uh, called Bing Bong, and it's an amazing, heavenly, awesome, beautiful video of a little baby laughing. And the dad's like, bing, and then this little baby laughs. And then when the baby stops laughing, the dad goes, bong, and then the, the baby uh, starts laughing again. That's all it is. It's just three minutes of a baby laughing. Cutest thing you'll ever see in your life. I'm obsessed with it. It makes me very happy every time I see it. How do you feel but about if, ducklings? Love them. Okay. But if you even read the comments on the baby laughing, the first comment's like, that baby's a faggot. And you're like, <laughs> all right. It doesn't matter what I do. <laughs> people are just going to write awful things. I'll never be as likable as that little baby. And people still hate it. People still. So I just kind of have resided to the fact that the people that leave comments are just bitter or yeah. mean or whatever. But I find that it takes a discipline to keep telling your, to keep reminding yourself that even a baby or even something that's completely neutral. Like I always think, you know, you could take a piece of construction paper that's any color and put it up on the wall mm-hmm. and some people are going to love it and some people are going to hate it. And sure. It's like there's nothing intrinsic in it. Right. Uh, it's just everyone has their own opinion of something. Sure. Subjective. And the internet, you know, gives them a, a place to share all of this. Sort of. So, but I, yeah, so I find there's a discipline to having to remembering that because if I don't keep telling myself that, then all of a sudden I, I, it's very easy for me to slip in into uh, 
feeling like, oh, this person just really sees me and, and, and what they see is awful. Yeah, I, I, get, I agree. I think it takes a total discipline. And it's like I started with, it doesn't make hurt my feelings any less. <laughs> like when I read it, it still yeah. very much bothers me. So what drives you to be a comedian? Um, or how did, how did you get here? It's all I'm good at is what I always tell people. I'm like not the, the truth, I wasn't the smartest guy. I had to like cheat just to graduate high school. <laughs> like it was very hard for me. Um, and even when I was focusing or reading the material, like I just I don't know. I have trouble with those kind of things. I'm I'm very artistic, um, so maybe that's why like, I draw well and things like that. But as far as like math or science or history or even just focusing on reading, I was really bad. I was never like the star athlete. Like I was athletic, but I was ne- I was there wasn't a career there or anything like that. Um, yeah, so just like I was always the class clown, like making people laugh and goofing off, even on sports teams. Like I was the goofball, as the guy having a ton of fun, and so. And you grew up in Nor- Washington, right? Seattle, yeah. Seattle. That's where you grew up. Yeah, your whole life. Okay. And at what point did you realize that you wanted to be a comedian? Um, I think I've always wanted to be a comedian, even when I was really young. Um, but I think the time that I realized, like, I could do it or, like, it actually came to me, like, stand-up comedy. Why am I not doing that every night was uh, when I was in 2005. I got kind of sick. And I was like, I don't want to wait tables. If I die, I'm going to be so sad that I'm waiting to. Like, I want to do something cool or something fun or something entertaining. So started doing comedy then. What kind of sick did you get? Um, they found a tumor in my jaw. Oh. But it wasn't – it was benign. It was nothing. But it was enough to, like, scare me to be like, holy crap, like – I should do fun things. Like, I should be living and not bartending and being sad all day and, like, hating myself and hating my job and just trying to get girls' phone numbers. Like, you know, like, I should do something big, bigger than myself. When they initially found it, did you? it must have taken a little while until you found out it was benign. Right. So how long did you have of being totally scared? Uh, Months. Because also I didn't have health insurance, so I was just kind of, like, ignoring it almost. Like, when they first told me, I was like, what am I going to do? How did you discover it? Um, it was really gross, actually. <laughs> this is a gross story I'm I about like to gross. launch into. It's great. Um, I like gross. Some, we, it, I have been accused of making people throw up. Really? Yeah, Via podcast. Carrie Kenny Silver was the guest, and we were um, making ourselves burp. And, uh, you know, at a certain point when you make yourself burp, you, it begins to sound a little... Juicy. Like, shall we say? Yeah. Yes, that's the word. So people have been saying that they almost <laughs> threw up, and I was like, what's that's your point? That's a great tactic. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, I hope they, hope they, if they, right. hope they tune out. Exactly. They'll be grossed out and turn it off. I hadn't looked at it that way. You're right. It's sort of self-defeating. Let's talk about <laughs> Who the, cares? Let's it's, talk about your job. It's Allison's yeah. podcast. Thank you. Um, it's a sh- I'll keep it short, but it is gross. I like uh, gross. I didn't have health insurance. I didn't have dental insurance. And when my wisdom teeth started to grow in, I was just like, screw it. I can't afford to get them out. Let's just see if there's room in there. Let's see what happens, you know? <laughs> and so, uh, Which is, my, in hindsight, really rude to my parents who, like, paid for braces when I was, like, in fifth grade. You do have... <laughs> Strikingly perfect teeth. I Thank must you very say. much. Yeah, braces. Um, so I was like, let's just see what happens. Let's see if there's enough room back there. And there was not enough room. And since I had cavities in my back teeth, when the like wisdom teeth were coming in, they were actually erupting. I think is the yeah, word. Like, yeah, like going up against those back teeth. The back teeth weren't strong enough because they had cavities in them. So they were just breaking in my mouth. Like my back teeth were actually crumbling in the back of my head. It hurt so much. I've never yeah. felt pain like that in my life. So after a few days of, of the worst pain I've ever had, I was like, just I'm going to go to a dentist. I'll pay cash or whatever it takes. So I went to a dentist and he was like, oh, yeah, we can take care of this. We'll take out the wisdom teeth. We'll take out what, you know, if, if those teeth are strong enough to stay in, we'll fix the cavities. If not, we'll pull them too and we'll figure it out. And he's like, well, we've got a kind of bigger problem that you might need to go to a specialist about. Jeez. But 
I don't, I'm not qualified to tell you, but there's something in your jaw that you need to go get looked at. And he sent my x-rays to a specialist, and the specialist at the time was like, so maybe you should call your parents. And I wasn't speaking to my parents. Like, me and my parents didn't get along. And so I was like, it's just me. I'm all alone. Like, there's no parents. He's like, all right, well, you're going to have to sit down for this news. Uh, you might have cancer, like, in your mouth. And I was like, oh what? Like, and I was like, shocked. And I didn't know what I was going to do. And so then I did the whole not telling anybody and... Went to Mexico and spent a bunch of money and took my friends all out. And I, th- I thought I was, like, preparing for the worst. I was like, that's it. We're, we're yeah. all, like, you know, it was immediate teenage. I was 20-something, but I was acting like a 17-year-old. Like, mm. the world is falling. Uh, right. So that that was a So they had seen something in an x-ray? You couldn't, in the pal- x-ray, you couldn't yeah. feel it? Uh, no, you couldn't feel it. It was actually had bored out the... Um, bone in my jaw, so it didn't. You couldn't. There was no oh, bump. Right. It was I was just where the flesh is right. The jaw. Yeah, it's just cheek. where the jaw was. So then, what happened? Then um, after I basically came to terms and like dealt with it, a bunch of people you your from mortality. yeah, I kind of was like, All right, I should probably try and <laughs> figure this out. Um, my best friend's dad had like a church, and they had like basically raised all this money without me knowing. He's like, why don't you come to church with us on Sunday? And I was like, ah, I don't really want to. You know, he's like, you should come. And so I came. And it was really embarrassing, actually. But they were like, you know, there's a guy that came to our church today who we don't know. And he's not a member of our church. But we all did this. Uh, you know, we've been talking about him and praying about him. And we've put some money together. And we want him to know that we're thinking about it. And basically presented me with all this cash, like, at a church, like, that I didn't go to or mm-hmm. had no business being at in the first place. And they gave me a bunch of money to, like, get the surgery. And someone from the church's dad was willing to do the surgery for as cheap as possible. Uh, That's so nice. It was incredible. It was the nicest thing what kind anyone's of church was it? ever done for it. Just like a regular Bible church, like right. no, no non-denominational. Yeah. Are, are you religious? Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know how to answer that really. Well, you could answer it with the truth. Uh, I'm not. I don't like the term religious. I don't know. Like I'm a. I'm kind of a hippie. <laughs> like if that makes any sense. Do like you believe my, in vibes. Yeah, like energy, and I believe, like, I, I always say my religion is love, like, because I think that's a better way to answer it. It's I like, say my religion is psychology. There you go. Yeah, that but works. But that's different. That's yeah, totally different. That, yeah. I <laughs> just mean to me that's... what you say. So. Well, yeah, I just mean to me that's sort of the, like, ordering mechanism of the world, to me, like, that kind of explains how people, why people behave the way they do. But back to you, your religion is love, but were you raised with... A no, religion. my parents are like agnostic, and I was. Re- I always just. I guess this sounds so weird. People are gonna light me up for this. I'm sure, but don't think about that. What I try to do is I try to run everything through like I'll the filter. I try to run through everything through the filter of like, am I loving? Mm-hmm. Like so, like people are like, hey, how do you feel about homosexuals? I'm like, I love them. Like I love them. If they sh- they should be able to get married and they should be able to love each other and like I shouldn't have no feelings to- like they're humans. Yeah. And if I'm if I'm running it through that filter of that, then it's good. Like, oh, how do you feel about animals? Well, I love animals. Like if if you I think if you do everything through the filter of like just loving, then you're doing exactly what you should be doing. Actually, on Facebook where it says religion, I just say my religion is compassion. That's great. That's well, that's similar. different than psychology. I know. Right? I have two religions, yeah. but, I, <laughs> but I'm conflicted. not religious at all. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's that? Can I ask over the psychology? What is that? Like how, oh, what, or, do, what do I mean by that? What does that mean? Um, to me, I, I just mean in terms of understanding what motivates people and understanding sort of kind of how the world works. Psychology explains most of it to me. Like I'm, I believe very much in psychology as something that uh, can – well, I, I believe it can help. I believe therapy can help people. Sure. And I believe in 
looking at humans through the lens of psychology. Sure. So like, and so like, and correct me if this is wrong. So like, if somebody's being a jerk, you're like, well, let me understand why this person's being such a jerk. What's motivating them or what happened in their life or whatever, you know? But I also think that there's um, a limit to, not necessarily a limit to what therapy can do for a person, but a limit to looking at everything through a psychological prism in that you can understand why someone is doing something, but that doesn't really help you. Sure, sure, Just sure. understanding sure. it. In fact, it, it can make it so that you start rationalizing their behavior. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, you'd be like, well, Hitler was just, uh, you know, uh, Misunderstood. had a rough childhood. Yeah. Like, yeah, that but see, I actually, that is kind of a problem I have a little bit, which is that I can't stay angry and, or, I mean, I stay angry, but I'm not in touch with it always, and I'm not super in touch with hate or like well that's where the religion of compassion comes in for you like you're compassionately psychological a a little bit too much though like probably like i could probably feel sympathy for hitler sure you know like i mean there are people that just it'd be better off the phones are lighting up i don't (laughs) know know if you get i'm just kidding He's a bad example, but do you know what I mean? Right, right. Like, no, okay, that's good. Like yeah, the, you're like saying you're compassionate to a fault, which is yes, good. Yes, like the Aurora, Colorado right. shooter. When I look at him in court, some like my heart, it just hurts my heart. And I don't, you know, I don't want to say that I feel sorry for him because, fuck, like he did horrible things. Right, right, right. But I don't look at him and think that monster needs to fry. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's a... I, he just he I, looks I troubled. Yes, I, I can see the humanity in people too right. easily. Probably That's is that how you are? Um, I don't know. Because I, I, I was just thinking about what I had just even said, as far as like running everything through a filter of love. Like, also, I think like what I contribute to society is that I'm like funny, or like mm-hmm. like I I am able to be lighthearted. Like I'm able to lighten the mood if it's very tense. I'm able to like lighten it. I think that's a gift I have. So a lot of times, my sense of humor or my motive is just to lighten the mood. And people are like, "You're being really insensitive about this," which doesn't seem like I'm going through the filter of love. But really, I'm just that's how I am. That's how I. M as a guy, uh, but yeah, I think I think I'm similar to that. I mean, I don't necessarily. I don't know. It's a tricky question because using that guy as the roar, I, I look at him in court and I just go, ah, God, what, what an idiot, what a jerk. You know what I'm saying? Like it makes me so upset and just sad about everything, and then I don't have an answer. <laughs> I'm like, I hate this guy. I think. I think that's the appropriate response, though. right? Do you uh, have now? If you t- if you tend to lighten the mood. Do you have trouble staying serious? I do a little um, bit. Like that's my response to real tense moments is to try to be funny. Hey everybody! Yeah, yeah. like hey, let's don't, all laugh. Well, come let's on. not yell at each other. Uh, <laughs> this isn't weird. Yeah, I'm the yeah. same way. But uh, I'm able to get serious with like people I know well. Like if I've already let them into that serious spot, then it's easier. And then they see less of the funny too. <laughs> like then I'm less silly around them. But then people I don't know that good are like, he's always being silly and can never be serious. It's just I haven't like let that person right in as much. So Well, that's something that I've noticed with professional comedians is oftentimes it seems to me that they are really not that funny <laughs> in their personal life because comedy for them has become Something that they're so attuned to and so focused on that it's work. Sure. That, it's kind of true, yeah, to an extent. I mean, I'm always being silly at all times, but I'm not always. Like, that's what's frustrating when you hang out with someone who doesn't know you very good. They're like, oh, I thought he was a comedian. He doesn't seem that funny. Like, well, I'm not doing it now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so that's very frustrating. But, yeah, it's all over the map, I guess. Like, sometimes I'm silly and sometimes I'm 
around people that I don't want to be silly around. I just mm-hmm. want to talk and hear about them or hear about whatever. So Right. Um, and so why were you not talking to your parents? Um, we, we kind of had a falling out when I was younger because our – like they were agnostic, like heavily, and then I started getting in like with like a religious uh, friend group, but I, I didn't even know anything about it. I was just hanging out with kids who wanted to be my friends, and those happened to be Christian kids, so uh, they were great. They were good friends, and so they were naturally like inviting me to like churches and things like that. And my parents hated that, and they were like, "No, you can't do that." Well, but I wasn't a Christian or anything. I was still doing horrible things. Uh, well, I guess I was a Christian, but I was still, like, shoplifting because we didn't have any money, and I was tired of getting made fun of for my clothes at school. So, like, I stole some clothes, and I got caught, and all this nonsense. So they basically saw me as every other Christian in the world. They're like, hey, our own son is a hypocrite. You know, like, he says he believes in this thing, but then he goes and steals and does all this. So they kicked me out of my house. How old were you? Uh, 17. And I went and lived with uh, two guys who were actually my young life leaders. And uh, so another group of, uh, like... Christian people who were nice to me, so I've got a good, pretty good idea of what love is, you know, from a certain group. So, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. So they, so it wasn't the religion that bothered them; it was that they thought you were being a hypocrite. Is right? That, am I right? Yeah. Well, because I, yeah, like they just see religious people as like, oh, you act like you're so perfect, but you're not, and then. I think the appropriate response is religious people should be like, no, we just believe in something. We're not perfect. Like, but I was, I don't know. That's how they saw me as like every other Christian. And do you talk to them now? Uh, now we get along. Yeah. Now, we're, now we're really close. Uh, it was a weird thing, but what like, changed? Um, I think no matter what a kid says, no matter how he's like, I don't need my parents. Screw the world. There's always that spot for your parents. And uh, I kind of came to terms with that. You know, you can only spend so many Christmases by yourself in, like, a bedroom in an empty house. (laughs) Like, uh, before you just realize, like, man, I'm lonely and I miss my parents. And and maybe they stink or maybe they've wronged me in ways or maybe they're selfish. But I need them and I love them. And so I kind of came to terms with it and just swallowed all my pride. And they swallowed their pride. And we basically just hugged and we never spoke about it again. And How many years later was that? Uh, A couple years. So, like, from 17 to 19 or so? Uh, Yeah, maybe longer, yeah. You're depressing me, so that's why we're going to talk to (laughs) Alfred right now. Yeah, it's getting deep in here. Okay. Alfred? Always very odd segues whenever I'm uh, doing your show. (laughs) I only do odd segues. Hello. So, um, Jeff Dye is my guest, and this is Alfred Schultz on the phone, and he is going to do a segment called Things You Never Hear People Say, and I believe we have a jingle. All right. Awesome. <laughs> so, from dysfunctional families to my segment. Yay! Um, uh, all right. So, please continue to eat your yogurt while we're having this conversation. <laughs> uh, that's uh, good. For the party, we got a keg of Michelob Ultra. <laughs> the best kind of pimples are the ones you find in your nose. <laughs> so the worst kind. Uh, yeah. That's why I don't hear people say it. Um, things you never hear people say. I wish the wedding was longer and the reception was shorter. <laughs> Can you take a look at my internet history? <laughs> That's it. Thank That's you, Alfred. Those were Thank wonderful. 
Thank well, you wait, very wait, much. Well, oh, the first one I think was my favorite. Please continue to eat your yogurt while we're having this conversation. There's something gross about watching someone eat yogurt, that frozen or otherwise. It seems Lately, very vulnerable. That's like my least favorite thing in the world is when someone's talking to me and there's just a mouthful of yogurt. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because it's like it's Not like fun. opaque viscous phlegm. Yeah, and they're just oh, it, they're, oh, it's always in front of their teeth. They're always playing it with their tongue. It's just it's it's horrendous. I've never had so, that um, happen. I don't do you think. eat yogurt? No. Do you hang out with people who eat yogurt? No, I guess not. You, you're one of the it's, lucky ones. That's right. It's like a cliche thing in the morning, seeing people in like your office just mowing down that <laughs> yogurt, and you just want to kill them. You know what's also kind of gross though? Seeing someone eat cottage cheese because no matter how oh, white God, their teeth yeah. are, their teeth do not look white compared to those that cottage, cottage cheese, cheese bits. That's, that's right. Well, cottage cheese in general, when you just think about it, kind of makes you want to vomit as you well. You can't think so. about it. Yeah, if you want to enjoy it, you're not supposed to think right. about it. I do yeah. like it though. I like it. Can too. I get white chunky cheese, please? Is that <laughs> right. possible? Curdled, preferably. Yeah. yeah. You know what my favorite one was? The internet history. I think that's the one I identified with the most. Yeah, no matter who you are, you kind of don't want anyone going through that. Yeah, it's not good. Like, it's always, like, weird things. Like, especially being a comic, uh, you have, like, all these, like, silly things. You know, it's like, uh, how tall is Sylvester Stallone? And the next one's, like, I don't know, something weird. Then inevitably, like, three down, it's like, free porn videos. (laughs) You're like, I searched that. That wasn't me. I've always said that if you check the search history on the computer we use here for the Adam Carolla show, that I would be in prison. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's crazy. (laughs) Alfred, what's on yours? Just basically, I'm just embarrassed how boring it is. It's all like these dissertations on science and biology and crazy stuff. That's but great. I'm a reader, so. It means you're a smart human and not a Very degenerate. Smart, yes, I'm actually illiterate, and it's all horrific porn. So. I actually liked your. I say actually as if can you believe it? But Alfred, I liked your tweet about the First Amendment and Chick Fil A. That's I'm getting a little uh, lofty. Oh, yeah. That was sort of a serious tweet, which is like the one of like three I've ever done. Yeah. What, what was it? You said, remember that the people protesting Chick-fil-A are also exercising their First Amendment right. Yeah. Yeah, because people are throwing around, oh, they're hurting our First Amendment. And it's like, well, not really. There's no law against talking about that. So, yeah, that, that was sort of annoying me. Yeah. I wanted to favorite it. <clears throat> However... I now favorite just me or everyone's. So if I were to favorite the tweet, it would have looked confusing. And then Gary would have pulled it up on the screen during just me or everyone. And then we would have said whether we also do this or not. And then it wouldn't have made sense. But just know that I mentally faved it. <laughs> well, thank you. Calling, out, calling it out right now is better than a favor as far as I'm concerned. Now, Jeff and I are pulling up our search history on our phones. I want you to do the same, my man. Can you do it? Uh, on my phone, I, I or yeah, whatever I, you got, oh, whatever, you got yeah. your computer for you. I'll try. Uh, mine is absolutely mortifying. So I'll put you on speaker. He's on his phone, I'm... so let's not. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. You know what? Never mind, because you're on your phone, and we don't want to make this complicated. Or do we, Gary? Yeah. Gary, same audio quality comes first, but I'll look up mine. How about that? Okay. I am. Wait, where do I find this on my phone? Just go to like search, uh, like on oh, that yeah. thing, and then they all come up as my. This is mine. Ganesh, <laughs> Elephant Man, Chick Fil A. Because I didn't know how to spell Chick Fil A about a tweet. Uh, isometrics, Micro Penis, Aroma. My, who hasn't looked at Micro Penis? That's like kind of Internet 101, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I've never heard of it till last night. It sounded weird. Uh, healthiest candy. Wrestler hook face, foot chiropractor, and uh, 
coach, driving Foot instructor. Chiropractor? Yeah, because I wanted to write a tweet, a, a really stupid, the worst joke I've ever written in my life for a tweet. And I was like, is there even such a thing as a foot chiropractor? I, is there? There is not. I mean, chiropractors just do everything. Don't you know, podiatrists just kind of handle all yeah. that? Yeah, like it's basically everything. So that's why it's a – the joke was already horrible. Well, and, tell it. Uh, well, it's a tweet, by the way, so it's even worse. Uh, I wrote, uh, what is a foot chiropractor's favorite cereal? Corn Pops. Which is, oh, it's yeah, just, I saw that. Uh, yeah. I thought it was funny. Uh, it's just cheesy. <laughs> Not bad at all. Uh, but there's no such thing as a foot chiropractor, and it's a long way to go for a silly setup. Uh, I think it's almost funny if there isn't actually a foot chiropractor. <laughs> yeah, maybe that makes it a little more ridiculous. Uh, what's yours? I'd like to hear because mine are embarrassing. Okay. Let's, mine get on, is let's get on with Jeff Dye, Culver City, and then oh, a girl's name, and I will explain who that is because I actually had it I wanted to talk about the fact that I went down the Facebook rabbit hole of trying to find an ex-boyfriend on Facebook and like the fact that I'll explain that after no I'll just I'll just explain it now okay no I'll explain it after but I'll just give you the short version now which is the uh my first boyfriend who was this guy that had this like way too much power over me it's like it was pathetic if he had said hey my band is playing in Maryland want to drive out I would have been like, yes, thank you for the invitation. I'll be there in three days. (laughs) Wow. Uh, You know, I just have to tell my school that I'm dropping out. Like, it was awful. (laughs) And periodically I will, you know, I'm like, I wonder if he's on Facebook. I do not have, still have feelings for him. It's more like I can't believe that whole, it's like a, I just can't believe that that whole thing happened in my life. the The hold that he had over me, sort of. And he's never on Facebook, though. And then I thought, is he dead? How can someone not be on Facebook? Sure. So finally, just like every two years, I'll look or something. And I actually managed to track him down. But the lengths that I went to, it involved like finding some prop, uh, like a, a something that had property records, and I recognized his name, and Holy. then the name under it. I wasn't looking for property records. It's in that people search thing. But the name under it was the first name of the girl that he dated after me, <laughs> or perhaps during me. Which is weird because I was sure that he would have been like forty. Like that's there's like the weird part. Forty more women. <laughs> this is thorough. You're like I have no feelings for this guy. But anyway, so I'm searching property. No, that's what I'm saying. I, I was the like, name of the girl later, he might have been after me. Like what? <laughs> no, I knew. I, well, at the time, I knew who he dated after me slash during me. I think, but I figured he would have been many women past that. But I think. I think he's been with her ever since. She's the one. Yeah. And Does that hurt you inside a little bit when I say she's the one like that? It's more like I can't. No, it doesn't No, actually. it doesn't bother you. Well, I, that's a good sign. Yeah, you don't care. Well, I just can't fucking believe it. <laughs> but then I also couldn't believe that I had spent any time doing it. But it was the kind of thing where as soon as I saw the picture like pull up on Facebook, I saw her face and then I just saw like his mouth and I was like, oh my God. That's totally him. Right. I, but you were, that's what you were looking for, right? I mean, Yes, but let me explain. I had found other people who I would find. He has a pretty common name. It's Jeff Dye, actually. Just Weird. Kidding. No, I, he has a pretty common name. So I had found other ones, and I'm like, oh, is that? could that be him? Could that, you know, because it's like, I'm talking like 20 years ago. I know, but you did say like when it came up. You saw his mouth and you were like, that's like, that was the moment where you're now you're going to pretend that you were shocked you stumbled across him. I was. Like, I was because if <laughs> I've I only to, been searching this guy down for years. But I know, but I was unable to ever find anything. Oh. So what I. What was his mouth doing? Smiling. Smiling and looking evil. Yeah, eating yogurt. <laughs> oh, not friend him. 
<laughs> anyway, though, as soon as I saw this, I had this shaky feeling of like, oh, my God, I have to be – if I'm going to continue – because now I'm hot on the trail. Sure. Now that I know that, you know, he's connected to her and I know her name, I sound so insane. But every – Gary's nodding. I know I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to continue, though. And, um, and then you mailed him your finger that you cut off. Right. And, uh, long story short. When are you going to send that lock of hair I've Here's asked the thing. For. The reason I felt shaky was I was like, please, God, let me only write this into the search field, not the status update field. Sure. And That's then I had to, had to great, check yeah. like four times right. that I hadn't accidentally done that. So that name's <laughs> on my phone. I guess I won't be telling that story later because I just told it. Um, and then Pomeranian, then Mini Husky, then Morgie. You're a dog lady, huh? Looking yeah, for a dog? Well, my, dog shopping? My boyfriend, if he's still with me after he hears this episode. Yeah, he's like, what are you? And I are going to check. It's going to be a big fight. No, Gary, I really don't think I'm damaging my relationship because I don't think it seems like I have feelings for someone else. I think it just seems like I'm crazy. <laughs> you think it's... I don't. This is... I don't think it's damaging your relationship in the sense that he's going to be jealous. I'm thinking he's going to listen to this and be like, what is going on next <laughs> to me? <laughs> I can't even, I don't even know what, I, I'm sure I would get really jealous if I heard that. I don't. Uh, Her boyfriend's special. He's, is he a, he's, is a, he's he, an understanding dude. Easily offended? You no, you have to be really patient and understanding to be with me. Yeah. Uh, he's so a really then, cool yeah, guy. So then he so won't care. I don't think you're damaging your relationship, but. Just damaging I, how people regard me? Yeah, like me. <laughs> Can't we all, though, just agree that we're very, very happy there's no way to check who's looking at you on Facebook? That yes. That would destroy yes. all of us. See, that's the thing, is that I feel like this story that is frightening the people around me, I suspect there are people listening who are going to be like, yes, I've done that. Because I think everyone sure. has I done that. I think everyone has done that. I'm I, just good at it. I think uh, there's... <laughs> I think me not really looking good. at my ex-girlfriend's Facebook page... Is a crime. Uh, well, no, I'm I'm not doing it because I don't want any feeling. Like I, it shows that I wouldn't be able to. Does that make sense? Like I wouldn't even be able to look at it. I would go crazy. Right. right. So it's almost like I'm doing the same thing. I'm judging you for being like, well, why do you even need to go to it? But for the same reasons, I'm not going. It's more like I just couldn't hers. believe this person has no web presence. How is that even possible? You know, what, Alfred. Yeah. I'm gonna let you go because I feel like we've eaten up your evening and it's late in New York. I've got nothing to do. Oh, right. uh, baby. Thank you guys as always. And, thank uh, you. Much appreciated. How's everything going in New York? Um, very sweaty today, but uh, other than that, it's, it's going well. Going very well. All right. Well, you. How's everything in L.A.? It's good. It's sort of sweaty as well because this warehouse is hot, and I found an ant crawling on my hand earlier, and so I announced we're going to have to record this podcast from a different warehouse. But so far, <laughs> we're still here. Well, yeah, and, uh, ants are never fun. I, I just see cockroaches is my, my problem. But, yeah. Uh, that's, that's New York problems. Right. We'll bring you on for a vermin segment next. Please, please. That's my specialty. Okay, bye. Thanks, guys. Talk Thank to you later. You. Bye. Thank you. Bye. So anyway, if my boyfriend will still have me after this, sure. we're going to be moving in together, and um, we're probably going to get a dog, although I think he's trying to bribe me to what? move in with him. I mean, I don't oh, know. Oh, the dog is like, yeah. hey, come on, move in here. Yeah, because he told me to put a picture of a puppy on my phone, and then if I ever feel frustrated, to just look at my phone and think, I can get a puppy if I stay with him. And I said, oh. you're trying to bribe me. So, but, but I've been looking, you know, I've been reading up on different tiny, different dogs, ridiculous what to get. breeds. Yeah. And then also, Bachelor Pad Season 2 is on here because uh, 
I was trying to remember something. And then also <laughs> a question that's been keeping me up late at night, but I don't – I was like, I'll search the internet because I bet other people are wondering about this. On Coffee Mate, that you know non-dairy creamer, on yes. the box or the bottle, there are these little pictures of vanilla wafers, even just on the plain flavor. Okay. And I'm like, why are there cookies – Sure. On this, like, why? Why have they decided that that is what? <laughs> Food why is that their iconography? Is that what it is? I don't know. You know, I don't know. So I searched it, but uh, nothing comes up. So I'm the only one who's wondered about that. Really? But that's in my search. Well, that's history. a feat in itself that you've searched something on Google that nobody else has searched. I know. Oh, and then also uh, Olivia Munn newsroom. What is that? I want well, Newsroom is an HBO series, and okay. Olivia uh, Munn is on, on it? it. Yeah, and I just wanted to see what the general feeling she about her on it. getting work. How is this possible? Okay, <laughs> explain that. <laughs> oh, wait, are you, ta- are you being me as I'm no, searching I'm that? No, I'm being You're honest. You're wondering that. Yeah, yes. yeah. Oh, well, that, I was she's searching very beautiful, it. but she's... Uh, I, I was not blown away by her... There's lots of beautiful women in this town who Thank don't you. get work. Yeah. So. I was not blown away by her acting right. chops. She's getting better, but I just wanted to see if everyone else had this feeling. But sure. no, in fact, a lot of people think she's like the best thing about the series, but then the series is also getting a lot of knocks as well. Are you still watching it, Gary? Yes, but I'm two weeks behind because I was out of town. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah. No. What do you think? You like her? Uh, she's not. No. No, I don't. You don't like her. No, there she's, you go. she's attractive and yeah, for yeah. sure, but she's not attractive enough to justify the things she's lacking in the acting sure, department. Sure, 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 sure. So it's like I, I would have taken a better actor who is a little, you know, less attractive sure. or someone who is more attractive and just blatantly bad. She sure. seems to be kind of right on the line in both of them. I used to, uh, if Olivia Munn ever hears this, just just to clear clear the record. Weekly listener. <laughs> is I, I have no hard feelings towards her or anything like that. But uh, I think I judge her more harshly than other actresses and actors because she used to be on Attack of the Show, like yes. G4. And she used to always do this thing where she would act like everyone was obsessed with her. Like if she was at Comic-Con, there'd be like these real sweet guys behind her who the show obviously, the producers obviously put those guys behind her like in costumes and stuff. And then she'd be like, stop looking at my ass creeps. Or like something like that. <laughs> It's like they weren't even doing that. Yeah. Like, I didn't like the intentional, like, I know I'm hot and I'm... It, yes, you're beautiful, but, like, all right, what what else? Like, why are you being so... There's plenty of beautiful women who don't come across, even on TV, like they're totally impressed with themselves. Sure. And even watching her on TV, even on Attack of the Show, it just came across that she thought she was better. Right. And that... Why? It's a very disheartening thing. I, I, even if I know somebody knows they're beautiful, I like it when they pretend they don't know. Right. That, like, that's a better take. Like, it, I could just smell it on her. She would always be like, like, it, it just, uh, there's this thing about her. So, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I judge her more harshly. And it's not because well, she's actually, beautiful. Well, actually, I wanted to ask you. This question might make you uncomfortable. Yes. Uh, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Okay. You're very attractive. Well, thank it's you. Just, it's just undeniable. Well, I always say – well, that's very flattering. Thank you very much. Uh, I don't necessarily agree. Okay. Uh, but I do think I'm attractive for stand-up comedy. Like I think that's why people think I'm attractive. Like people write really nice things online about, uh, you know, like, oh, he's, he's a, if you don't like his comedy, just come for the way he looks or things like that. And I'm always like flattered by that. But it is – it's like I just think that they say that because of stand-up. Like if I was an actor, they'd be like, he looks kind of dorky or thin. Like I don't th- – mm. I think it's just because stand-up. Comics are usually I like I don't know. I think you're selling your good luck short. Well, but yeah, that's very nice. Well, but well, what, I, what I wanted to ask though is, um, like, you know, Latasha Natasha Legero. Yes, she has a joke that 
I don't want to butcher her joke, but it's something about how, you know, people say she's too pretty to be a comedian and mm-hmm. the response to me, like, aren't you too ugly to be talking to me? Oh, yeah. Um, and by the way, anyone who heard that, go find the actual joke because <laughs> I did. I don't think I did it justice. But I wondered, do you feel at all that um, people maybe or, or rather, let me rephrase. How do you feel like being good looking and being in comedy? How does that affect the comedy and affect how people see you? I don't know how to answer that. Um, <clears throat> Do you think it's easier for you, harder for you? I don't think either. it's either. I think it's hard for everyone. I think everyone in stand-up has a hard route. I always hate it when people pull some nonsense like, well, you don't know what it's like to be a black comic. Or you don't know what it's like to be a female comic. Or you don't know what it's like to be ugly comic or a fat comic or a good look. We all have something we know. have to deal yeah. with. And it's like, sure, I don't get booked for certain rooms because of the way I look. But I do get other rooms. What, like only ugly rooms? Well, no, like alternative rooms. Oh, okay. Like I look like kind of what we talked about on the Adam Carolla but Like I, people look at me like, oh, I'm the guy who picked on him in school. I'm like, I'm not. I wasn't that guy. I was, <laughs> I'm not a mean person. Uh, but I look like a guy who would call them fat or ugly or gay or stuff. But I'm not. I'm not that guy. Um, so those alt rooms naturally reject me. Like, oh, he's too mainstream because I'm not. I don't have a beard or wear a flannel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not more mainstream than anyone else. That's interesting. I get a bit <clears throat> of that in that a lot of the negative comments that I get will say something like, um, you know, guys have been trying to get into her pants her whole life, so she never had to blah blah blah. And it's like, right. I was fat growing up, and I don't mean <laughs> that like. I feel like there are hot chicks, and by the way, I'm not saying I'm one of them, but I feel like there's sort of a, like, every model is sure. like, oh, I was fat. I'm like, no, I was legitimately <laughs> the fat right, right. kid, like, and I still think of myself that way, and I very much, my experience of myself was never that I was someone where guys are trying to get in my pants, sure. and therefore like I, I have all this boy. power. No, right. I felt like I could get no boy, which is why I was chasing this asshole, <laughs> the Facebook guy. So, I mean, it's the fact that I have any sort of... The fact that I'm not completely at the mercy of like, oh, my God, he likes me. Oh, yay. I right. hope that maybe that'll happen again in four years. It's like it's pretty new to me. Sure. So um, but I know what you mean about. Uh, so I know what you mean in the sense that people see you as a member of this group. Sure. That, like, you weren't. It's fine, though. Like, I think it's just that's what I have to deal with. And I mean, I hear that all the time from black, like really talented black comics would be like. Well, yeah, I can work all the black rooms, but it's really hard for me to get my foot in the door on, like, the better clubs or, like, the main rooms that don't have as many black comedians. And that's just what they have to deal with. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just that that's what they deal with. And then there's female comedians who are, like, you know, they've got a huge stigma about how they're not as funny as guy comedians. They have to hear it all the time. And then when they do get successful. They read it sometimes. Well, and then when they do get successful, everyone just wants to remind them that they're a female comedian. Like, oh, what is it like being a female? And it's like... We all deal with crap. It's, yeah. it's a tough business where people are just constantly judging us or rejecting us or whatever. So, I don't know. I think I've got it pretty easy, to be fair. Uh, and there's little things that come up, but I, I deal with it. It's easy. I have the easiest route. So, what is your favorite thing that you do? Because you do hosting, yeah. like, money with strangers. I'm yes. Just getting money from strangers. How yep. does money from strangers work? Um... I'm Explain obsessed with it, by the way. I, I've I've hosted many things that I did not enjoy that I did because I wanted paycheck. Yeah, it paid, and then uh, there was, I didn't like hate it or anything, but it was just it was what it was. This show is awesome, and it's my baby. Um, what it is, I find people off the street in New York City uh, that don't know they're on TV. 
Like, we have hidden cameras even for that segment. And so in New York, everybody, I'm like, hey, you want to be on a TV show? Or I go up to people like, hey, lady, you want to make some money? Like, really, like, weird approach. And people are like, get out of here, buzz off, whatever. You know, they are upset. Um, and occasionally I'll find someone. Once I find someone who is willing to trust me that this is a real television show, I give them money to prank other strangers. Um, so I hide in a van. We put hidden cameras where I'm going to put them. And I put an earpiece in their ear, and I tell them everything to say and do. And if they do everything I tell them to say and do without laughing or blowing our cover, or um, if they do it as good as I think they should do it, then I give them money for each thing. And they can make a 1000 bucks. What kind of things do you have them do? Um, my favorite stuff is the more subtle things, but uh, there, there's we, – it's a broad range. So there's a lot of like cerebral stuff for people who are watching the – you know, think that it's just a dumb MTV show. There's a lot of smart stuff. But then there's also a lot of like, you know, like ding dong and wiener jokes. I mean, it's a range of very immature to good stuff. Um, like, for example, I had a lady in a coffee shop. Uh, I told her to open up her newspaper. And I was like, wait 10 seconds, then spit your coffee in the newspaper and shout, Black President! Like, it's, <laughs> like, like you've never heard of anything like that in your life. You just start shaking it, and they can't laugh. They have to be sincere, and uh, it was amazing because there's all these like it's a New York coffee shop, very liberal, very you know, and everyone is just mortified. Like what in the like who is this? Why it was just weird. My favorite things are the smaller things, like um, you know, just having a, a guy go into a grocery store and it's really busy and it's chaotic in the grocery store, and they just be like, walk up to that employee and ask if they're open, and they'd be like, hi, are you guys open? And then they're like. <laughs> Yeah, yes, yes, but that to me is like those little subtle things are very funny. Or like I had a guy, there's another one that's so stupid, but it's like my favorite. Be like, go up to that guy and say, I bet I can guess your name in five guesses. <laughs> and then the person's like, all right. And then guess, I had him say like the most ridiculous names ever, like Cyrax. Because like, no. <laughs> um, Thumbelina. He's like, no. <laughs> and then after five, he's just like, all right, you win, and walk away. And the guy's like, what in the hell just happened? Like, this was the weird, like, yeah. it's just stupid, silly things, but um, that's the whole show. And then afterwards, do you have to get everyone to sign releases, or how does that work? Uh, yes, but that's my favorite part about our show that we were really strong about when we made the pilot and everything was that we don't want that corny reveal. We don't want the, like, the, you know, when Ashton Kutcher runs out, like, no! Me and they all hug. I loathe that yeah. with all of my being. I think it's just so. Wait, do the Ashton Kutcher walking out? Well, that's a good help. Well, I just feel like it's so like. Um, One more time. Very. What's the term for that? Cheesy. Douchey. Yeah, like it's like it's very like. Aren't I great? Like it's like a, we're all pals here. I'm Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, very like patting himself on the back. Yeah. Like what a funny gag I did. Uh, <laughs> when it should just, I, I think there's something fun about a little Henri prank. Like I like people getting riled up and and remind. Like it almost reminds our viewers like, lighten up. It's just a show. Just be. You don't have to take life so serious. It's just silly. What a funny gag I did. Right. That's what. That's, that's, <laughs> you know. Isn't that what he seems like? Yeah. Isn't exactly that silly what, what I just like. did to you guys? <laughs> like. Uh, yeah. Um. So yeah, that, that's very clear. We never show us going to get releases, and people get so mad. And if they get mad, we tell them, hey, we're still going to use you. I, we'll you just, can do that? We'll just blur your face. Oh. Or we'll just you know, find a way. Like We'll put a black bar over your eyes. Like, so you might as well sign it and have a sense of humor about it or whatever. And if you don't want to, like that's fine too. Uh, sometimes if it's a really good prank with someone, we'll pay them off. We'll be like, hey, we'll even give you 500 bucks if you sign this. And so they usually do. 
Uh, it just depends on how important they are for is that. Is it bad that you just said that? Because now, well, I guess it's not really a huge sample of people who are going to be like, well, I, I know if this ever happens to me, if I ever see that guy, I'm just going to play hardball till they offer me money. Uh, sort of. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't have mentioned it. I shouldn't have exposed that. But I will say we will use you no matter what. Like if we need, if it was funny, like we're going to use it. And then the people would be like, well, you can't use it. We'll sue you. We're like, we know all the rules. Like we know do how the network feel works. We'll just throat doing that at all though like do you ever feel like maybe you don't want to um there hasn't been a scenario where we didn't want to but i would i mean if it's really awful i I mean we had a really awful scenario where we were messing with a lady at a pharmacy who was sick we didn't know she was sick so that's obviously how could you know she was at a pharmacy (laughs) well that is true we should have seen through that but we didn't know how sick this woman was and because uh, we were messing with sick people, you know, flus and stuff, but like we didn't know she was very, very sick. And it became so evident so fast that this isn't what we're trying to do for the show. And like the second we figured it out, we were like, all right, we, you know, pump the brakes. Like, like let's abandon this whole gag. What, what was the gag going to be? Uh, we were just talking to this lady. That's all. And we were messing with her the way you mess with anyone. And then she had a meltdown. And we, you know, when people get mad, mm-hmm. we always fire back with more jokes and yucks and stuff like that. And so, um, yeah, it was really ugly. It was kind of an ugly scenario, uh, which I'd rather not say. But my point is that we felt we have we're still human beings. We're, we're we're trying to just have fun and be goofballs. And if someone gets too serious, that's their fault. Like we're just being goofy. We're just being silly. If we take it too far, then of course we'd never show it. And that's what we try to do. In general, though, are people uh, good sports about it? Uh, yeah, like I'd say like 90-10. It's just that those 10 are such stinkers uh, about it that it's frustrating. You know, they they also a lot of them would be like, oh, this is MTV. We can sue them. And they can't. Mm-hmm. But it just makes our job look worse because now MTV is going to get mad at us. Like, oh, we've got five lawsuits or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and they never win or nothing like that. But uh, it can make us look, you know. And the part where you have to go up to people and, and ask them if they want to be on a TV show, right. is that fun or is that I hard? Love that. Yeah. I like that part, yeah, because it's, um, again, just reminding people to not be so serious all the time. Like, who cares? Like, just have fun. Like, I'll even just be a goofball. Although this is fascinating. I'll say this. When I am going to get people off the street, I have this giant security guard who keeps me safe because I'm not always even trying to get people on the show. Uh, sometimes I'm just like, hey, nice pants, man. Like, just whatever. I'm just like a guy on the street just standing there saying comments. And there's a big security guard who keeps me safe. Uh, I call, I told one guy, he had, I was like, hey, what's up, crazy shorts? Like that. And he tried to fight me. Uh-huh. And the security guard intervened and whatever. And when I t- originally when it happened, I was like, what a jerk, man. I'm glad this security guard was here. And I'm like high-fiving this giant bulldog of a man who keeps me safe. But then I started realizing I provoked it. Like, I called the guy's shorts crap. I basically insulted a human, and then when he came to defend himself, I had him almost, like, beaten mercilessly by my security guard. And it's like... You're like a tiny dictator. I've become the cute girl at the bar who's, like, yes. mouthing off and then be like, all right, my giant boyfriend's going to kick your ass. Like, uh, it's like I inst- I've become what I hate. I hate that girl, and now I'm that girl uh, in certain scenarios. But that's something weird that happens. We're going to have to take a deep look inside. That's right. I'm talking about the man in the mirror. Quit. So, season two of Money from Strangers. When does that start? Have you already Uh, We just found it. It got picked up. And we start um, filming September. So, I'm excited. Move back to New York. That was going to be my question. Yeah. So, are you bi-coastal? Um, No, not really. I mean, you're going to move back to New York. While we shoot, I stay there. And then I come back to LA. Where do you live when you stay there? Uh, in the village, like East Village, like oh. Carmine. Do you have a place? No, no. There, they, no pay, they, 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 get a, they got a cool place there for me. Right. Yeah. Very cool. I love it. So you said that you can't 
look up your ex-girlfriend on Facebook. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. Because it'll make you feel too yucky. Yeah. What, what happened there? Um, nothing. Nothing too, like, uh, juicy. But, I mean, just a, a long rela- – we had a long relationship. And it's the only person I've really, like, loved or, like, opened up to or um, the only person I've ever – you know, really cared about or known anything about or like let someone truly know me or I truly knew. So naturally, just a long relationship that didn't work out. So I don't want to like know if she's with some other guy or what she's doing or, you know, I just kind of pretend like she's happy and that's that. You know? How long were you guys together? Um, Off and on for like four and a half years. And but how, how come you guys broke up? Um, A lot of things. I don't know how to explain it. Um, Yeah, just I think we're kind of at different spots. As far as that's a bad answer too. I don't that's even okay. know if that's true. Um, I don't know. I think we broke up because I'm an idiot. I think that's the the appropriate response. Because I'm the grass is always greener guy. Like, I lo- there's so many good things about being single, and there's so many good things about being in a relationship. And while I'm in the relationship, I'm just sitting there feeling trapped and going, ah, I gotta be single, guy. I should be single. It'd be so much easier. You can be selfish when you're single. You can go do whatever you want when you're single. But then when I'm single, I'm like, man, I wish someone knew me and I wish I could go do things and I wish I had someone to share my family with and all these different things. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically the story of my every relationship I've ever had with any human ever. Like it's just that I'm torn between the pros and cons. Do you mean even? Do you mean rom- every romantic relationship or every relationship relationship? Um, yeah, every relationship relationship. I mean, even friendships. Yeah. I struggle with that. Like you know, it's easy to fly to people's weddings and be a part of their life, but I it's easier to just be selfish and not pay for a plane ticket. Or I'm mean, like I've. I don't know how it happened, but I got marinated in selfishness. I think from my family, and so it's hard for me to like make those decisions. I have similar problems i look at people whose life involves being very connected to other people and Mm -hmm. they have these groups of friends and they're all parts of each other's lives and especially around weddings you see it because i will let's say i'll fly to the wedding but then i'll be like you know so and so was there for every decision that led up to this whereas i'm now like playing catch up sure you know trying to like i wasn't there for the dis- I mean, not that this is super important, but like I wasn't there for the discussions about which dress and just all sure, this stuff. Sure, sure. And, you know, I I'm I'm good at friendship in spurts. I'm bad with the sustained right. stuff. Um, and I for me, I think it's that I'm just a little bit too sensitive, and I, you know, something will hurt my feelings, or I'll feel pressured, or I'll feel this, or I'll feel that, and then I'll be unsure whether I have the right to feel this. I mean, and of course, someone will be like, well, you can feel whatever, but but right. still like, you know, I don't know whether what I'm feeling is appropriate. And then if it is, I don't know how to express it because I'm afraid that I'll upset that person. And then it all becomes just too overwhelming. And then it just pushes me back into myself. Sure. Is that, do you um, have some of that? I don't want to put that on you. If <laughs> well, to an extent, I, I think I've said this before. I, I've never said it on anything public, but I think, this city as a whole. Uh, I mean, you're a successful lady. You pocket. You do things. You're a part of a very big scene and system. And I think we all are in that fashion. I think we can lump all the entertainers together in that. And what makes us successful at what we do is being selfish and thinking about what we do and thinking about what we need and th- organizing stuff and having our own time and our own things and yeah. like what helps and what balance. So everything that makes us successful, which might be why LA is so single forever, 
uh, everything that we've been taught to be a successful entertainer or whatever we do is the complete opposite of what makes like a healthy relationship. Like a healthy relationship is not selfish and it's not always thinking about what's best for you or always thinking about what's best for your your or even always thinking about yourself. Sure. It's not that. Yeah, or you know, th- nobody ever talks about sacrifice with career. <laughs> like with yeah. there's no sacrifice with a career or there's no uh you know thinking about others or things like that. You just think about whatever. So I think all the things that make you successful kill a relationship if you're trying to do the same things you know like in in comedy like i'm impulsive and i make quick decisions and uh, you know in one minute i'm in new york and then the next minute i'm flying to england uh but with a relationship those things don't work it's a you know like especially with my relationship like if i just wanted to be single that thought was now in my mind i'm like i'm single get out of here you know like i made a huge decision just impulsively because well no i mean like but that could happen. And then you know, like a month later, you're like, wait, what did I do? Like when you're thinking – you don't think long term. You just think quick, quick, quick. So I don't know. That's kind of my take on it I guess. That's why I've been single so long. Just a, How long has it been? Uh, it's only been a few months. Oh. But I mean before oh, that – Oh, you're well, especially single. single. Well, but I was, I've been single my whole life besides her. Like my longest relationship before her was like a month. So it's, it's tricky that way mm-hmm. I think. I've learned how to be single. I've never learned how to, like, be a boyfriend or be a good man <laughs> as far as those things go. It's so hard. Yeah. I, that's kind of – and I, I've talked about this on this this uh, whole thing on too many different podcasts. Gary has tried to protect me from myself. Um, but, <laughs> good man. yeah, just learning how to be a good girlfriend and – uh, I, I don't know. And I don't, I don't know how other people learned. I don't know if they if their mom, you know, at some point <laughs> explain. Well, I mean, even just even just knowing how to read signals and how to date and all of that. Sure. Like I learned it way too late, and I pursued the wrong things for so long. And my mom never really explained any of that to me. And I don't know if other moms do. I don't sure. know if I think my sister caught on a little faster because she had. I like to think because she had me, and at least she could look at me and be like, might see my younger sister and be like, okay, well, I'm not going to do that. You sure. Know? I don't know. I don't know. How, like, Gary, how did you learn any of this shit? I'm not quite confident that I ever did, so I don't know if I feel oh, good. Well, you're how, you're in a relationship, right? No, I'm not. Oh, you're not. No. Well, okay. Well, then there you go. I was gonna. <laughs> I, well, I thought that's why you went to him. Like, no, uh, no I'm not. Allison no. is. I, I but, think uh, I think that he's a little healthier than my uh than where my needle was set before but maybe i'm wrong i you know i don't know i like to think that i'm i'm within the reasonable ballpark but i'm by no means normal or at the higher end scale of being an evolved you know person in a relationship i have the same problems as anybody else you know i've I've got the grass is always greener thing i've got the i've got the i want to be selfish thing for sure sure. like and i i don't know where that comes from like i i don't I, i don't think that like i was really raised to be that way or surrounded with people that were like i mean i, I was surrounded with people who were like that because we we're me and allison we went to the same high school mm-hmm. um extremely wealthy selfish people sure but i despise that so like right. i always tried at least inwardly to make myself not be that i don't want right. to be that girl at the bar that you hate you know like right but it, it comes out every now and then every now and then like i'll get you know an, an invitation to a wedding and i'm like are you really a good enough friend for me right. to be flying yeah, yeah, yeah. to chicago sure. like yeah, it'd be nice, and I'll probably have fun, but eh. right, it's just a racket. <laughs> my apartment's chill, and right. that's eight hundred bucks, man. Like, yeah, well, it is a weird thing. Like, it's like um, I just think I, 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 you can love a human so much, 
and then make all the wrong decisions for that person. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I like, I loved her so much, but being in a relationship is what I hated, and I hated the. So basically, I just drug her through the mud because I was so bad at being a boyfriend. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that makes sense. What well, it does make sense, but was it that you were putting pressure on yourself to be a certain way, or would she agree that yeah, you sucked at the boyfriend? Um, or did she? I mean, did she want things that you couldn't? Well, all my anxieties about other things, you know, affected us. Like, as far as, like, I have never met a person I'm more bonded with or, like, gelled with or was just perfect with. Like, that's why it lasted so long. It was great. I mean, I'm obsessed with her. But as far as, like, she'd be like, let's go on a trip. And then I'd get all anxiety, like, well, trips are expensive. And when am I going to get time off? You know, like, my calendar is very busy. I don't. And then I'm now we're in a fight because I'm sitting there rejecting something that she just wanted to, like, be with me on. And it had nothing to do with her. It's just my other nonsense came in. Uh, You know, or she'd be like, you know, hey, uh, a bunch of us are are going. I know you hate nightclubs and I don't like them either. But it is my friend's birthday and we should maybe show up. And now I'm all like, I don't even like that chick. She's the worst. (laughs) I'm going to go to some stupid is that what you want you want to go to some stupid nightclub and it's all this other bullshit that affected her when really had nothing to do with her i love her but just being you know you know be like why do you need to check my facebook or my my all the little relationship things that i'm not good at or i didn't learn or didn't uh you know logically understand so it's tricky that's all i think it's tough in this day and age because you don't really need to be in a relationship Whereas I think like back in the day, there was there was a much greater force compelling two people to get married, especially if women were dependent on men. But now people choose to get married. And I mean, obviously, if you want to have kids, I think it's good to to not be doing that on your own if possible. Um, But I still think like I get sort of uh, lost in that whole that whole problem of. Well. But it'd just be easier sometimes to not to have to face – I don't want to face this stuff. I don't want to deal with this stuff. I want to just be alone. Right. Um, But long term, I don't want to be alone. And and, I do want to have kids and I don't know. It's like do you just – I mean I think maybe what you do is you say – this is what the healthy thing is. I'm a, I'm aware of what the healthy decision is. Right. And even though the unhealthy shit inside me is is kind of pushing me in another direction, I'm going to try to do the healthy thing. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. But a lot of times that is what I try to do. Sure. But may, I might be wrong about it. I th- yeah, I mean, I don't – like you totally not – I don't know anything about any of this stuff <laughs> as far as all that goes. But yeah, I don't know. Like I definitely – I think what made her afraid also, too, is, like, I'm a very flirty guy. Like, I like attention. So well, that's why I do stand-up for a living. I like, atten- I like the attention. That's why it bothers me when I get mean comments because I right. love people wanting to be my friend or wanting to like me or wanting to come see my show. I am that guy. Like, you know, when the teachers tell kids, like, uh, who cares what people think? You shouldn't care. What-. I do. I care what people think. I genuinely like people, and I care what they think. So I do things to make people like me. Um, and I think that bothered a lot because I, I like flirting with girls and I like – you describe the way I interact with boys or male server. I'm also very flirty with them. I'm just – I like interacting with people. It comes off very flirty. So that's a thing is that she didn't like the, all the attention that I needed from other people and stuff like that. And I think that would be a natural concern if I'm all over the country flirting with people just because I want attention. Like there's something there that needs to be figured out for sure. Um, Do you, does it bother you? Do you wish you didn't want – no, crave the I love no. life like that. Like I, I like just 
meeting people and chatting up someone that works at Ralph's or something. Like I like I like people. I like interacting. I like things. Uh, but I think one thing that really scared me that you made me just think of just now was I don't know if this is directly related, but I I think the commitment of a marriage or the commitment of having a kid is awesome and exciting but then i'm afraid if it doesn't work is what i'm afraid of i don't want to be that guy who leaves his kid like and you know what's funny is like i heard some start in or the podcast was or who it was it was i think it was david cross he was telling a story about his dad and about how his dad just was like i'll give having a kid a shot well, it could be fun. And then when he was a baby, he was like, yeah, he was, you know, this is fun having a little baby. But then when things didn't work out with his wife and when the kids were getting older, like, he just kind of flew the coop. And hearing that story, you're just like, what a piece of shit. But I heard the story and I almost identified with the dad. Like, I could see myself being like, this is too much pressure. I can't do this. Things aren't working. And just leaving. And I don't want to be that horrible human that, like, leaves a wife and kids and now the kid's growing up hating him and stuff. And so... That makes me never want to be in a relationship because that I could be that. The mm-hmm. fact that I think that I could be that scares me. So, yeah, that like I guess that's genuine commitment issues as far like as far as that goes. Have you been in therapy at all? Uh, no. Well, I'm a fan of it. <laughs> yeah, you're a religionist psychology. <laughs> right, of course, you're religion. a fan of it. Right. So, um, so I have to proselytize and say. If that is actually a problem, see when I hear you say that, I don't know that. I feel like the fact that you're aware of that sure. is a good sign because I probably everyone is capable of that, but a lot sure. of people think they aren't. So the right. fact that you're even aware of it, I would say, is a good sign. Um, but I do think if that is something that truly concerns you and you ever find yourself in a position where you do want to make that commitment but you're worried about it, check out my religion of, of psychology. Yeah, I should check out psychology. <laughs> That's what I have to say about that. And also for anyone who's hearing the noises I'm making, and I am – going to sneeze sometime in the next six hours do we have a jingle for that oh my god we need one wait a minute no jingle (laughs) (laughs) um and i'm having a little bit of an allergy attack so please forgive uh how stuffed up i sound okay i think it is time for just me or everyone sometimes i ponder on something i have thought or done is it just me All right. Sal Lynch says, so any other guys who wear pajama pants to bed get tired of the legs riding up? Yikes. I think we can stop that at any other guys wear pajama pants to bed. Who is that? Is that a guy or a girl that tweeted that? That's a guy. That's a guy. I I have never worn pajama pants. What do you wear? Boxers or like boxer briefs. That's what I sleep in. Yeah. I think that's what you should sleep in. Pajama pants? It seems uncomfortable. It, It... it seems like they would get bunched up. Right, yeah. and it would get hot. Yeah. Who's wearing yeah. pants to bed? I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. All right, sorry, buddy. It's just you. Okay, I will share something about wearing stuff to bed. I A, a repeated conversation I used to have with people. Ugh, this makes me sound so pathetic, but I've already, I'm already halfway in the pathetic hole, so I may as well just keep going. No, don't say that. That's not true. I just... No, I'm not a pathetic person. I just mean the stories I tell make me sound pathetic. Oh, I'm a delightful non Fair enough. Thank you. I just mean I am a little too open with all this embarrassing stuff, and then therefore someone might be able to be like, what a pathetic person? No, I think it's good. It's honest. Vulnerable. Thank you. So when I was back in, in the old days of um, life being really confusing to me. When you were fat. No. Thank you. 
Is Thank that what you. You're the trying fat to say? old days. Okay. I wasn't trying to say the that, but it's true. Days. Back in the fat old days. <laughs> so you should call it from now on. When I moved back here from New York, my biggest fear was that I was just going to become a sad fat girl again. That was your biggest fear. It, w- it was one of them, yeah. Uh, huh. Yeah, it's up there. So anyway, um, I would you know spend the night with a guy, sure. and then in the morning I'd be talking to my friends or something, and it'd be like, yeah, nothing happened. I don't know why. And they'd be like, what'd you wear to bed? And I'd be like, jeans and a sweater. <laughs> and I was always, what, Gary? I'm with your friends. Already. Okay. Jeans and a sweater. Yeah, in jeans and a sweater. Yeah. What, do you, what do you expect us to do? Break out yeah, yeah. a fucking chainsaw to get the jeans off? Like, what's, come on. Well, also, know. like, uh, they weren't that tight. Women need to understand <laughs> that they're always in control of whether something happens or not. Clearly, I was not giving any signals yeah, like, sure, I would, like to up. get if with a chick you. Gets, if a chick gets into bed with me wearing jeans, that's pretty much a stop sign. I know. Yeah. Well, but I, like, didn't, I didn't know that. I just I, didn't want to be presumptuous. If okay. any girl listening has ever said the sentence, like, oh, I don't know why anything didn't happen. It's because you didn't. There's not a human in the world that's a man who wouldn't. Uh, tap something been fine yeah like I, I hate to say that but men are very sexual creatures and if we're already comfortable with you enough to get in the bed it'll go down all you have to do is present it well i feel like it's right here it's just under nah. these clothes no i'm with jeff and if you're young I and know. just didn't know that's fine but right. if he a was girl, like oh she didn't want to she, was, she had a jeans and my sweater on with jeans and a sweater on i think that there's something else going on that's just that i'm not allowed like this is this is cuddling or yeah. something. Oh, she just wants to sleep uncomfortably. Yeah. <laughs> that is how it was. You do not get a good night of sleep in right. all those clothes, and it's very warm. You get a denim. And room. I would say, even if you didn't want to do something with him, you should have probably took the jeans off still. I know. And just well, went to bed comfortably. Even the guy, the the Facebook guy. Yeah. So this is a million years, year, years sure, ago. Sure, millions of years. Millions of years ago. It's uh, dinosaurs roamed the earth, and I had sure. jeans. And he and I had hooked up. And then in the middle of the night, I put on my jeans and you clothes got and dressed? got back into bed. What? <laughs> I, that's how uncomfortable with myself I was. <laughs> but in the morning, when he like cuddled up to me, she was and, like, "Why you know, your jeans on?" He said, "No." What he said is, "Are you bitter?" Because he was a real communicator. Yeah. Communicator. No, I think what he was saying is, "Do you regret that we had?" Oh, are you upset? Up? Yeah, you put your but clothes I, back yes, on. Yes. That's what that communicated. Sure. But really it was, I am so deeply uncomfortable being naked in this bed with you. But what did you say? You were like, no, I just really love these jeans. <laughs> like, what, like what, how did you reply? I think I said, no, I was just cold. Oh, uh, that's nice. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Uh, let's see. Andrew280 says, every time I wear a tie, I have to Google how to tie it properly. Been doing this for years. Adam recently revealed that he doesn't... I Gary, wasn't that Adam who said he doesn't know how to tie a tie? Yeah, but I do this. I do this too. It is not just you, Andrew. I do it every every time, time I've had to put on a tie. And I know that my mom knows how to tie a tie, but I have no idea how to tie a it's tie. It's hard. It's confusing. Are women supposed to know though? Do before, we need to know? Before no? Google okay. or before like the internet was popping, I had to go to some um, <laughs> job interview, and I was so desperate to figure out how to tie the tie. I wasn't talking to my parents or anything at the time. I, I had no men. Around, I drove to a Starbucks and I walked in and there was a bunch of people in line and I said, "Can anyone help me tie a tie?" And it was That's so great. vulnerable that this like old man was like, "Yeah, I'll help you." And he like put it on himself and then tied it and then did it loose and then put it over my. It was like a stranger Aww. helping me. Now that's a good guy right there. Yeah. So before Google, Andrew, you would have had to ask a man at, at Starbucks. Starbucks. 
<laughs> okay. Um, Shuberine. If I'm sitting in a stall in a public restroom, I sometimes get concerned that I've accidentally entered the ladies' room. Yes! I've I never always, about that. always, always have a moment of thinking, am I in the men's room? Always. In fact, I always do that so much so that when I used to explain what just me or everyone this segment was to people, that was the example I would use. I would say, you know, it's a segment where we talk about like things we do or think where we went, is it just us or everyone? For example, whenever I go into a public restroom, I always think, did I just go into the men's room? I never have that problem because I exclusively poop in urinals. That's nice. That's smart. <laughs> I'm kidding, but That's I have never you know. worried about that. I've yeah. never once ever thought that in a million years. It's, it's not for everyone, this fear. Well, and also <laughs> stalls are so private that let's say I did wander in the ladies' room on accident and I go to the bathroom in the stall. It's not like I've burdened anyone with uh, my privates. Or, like, I'm in a stall. Yeah. I could still leave and be like, whoops. Like, it, it didn't. It's right. not that intrusive, is it? If I it's if a there's stall. a dude in the ladies' room, you'd wonder uh, why is he in here. But you would only know from the entrance and exit. You would never. It would never be almost an appropriate setting. Well, yeah, right. But if you real, if it dawns on you when you're in the stall, yeah, that you, could make you, you worry. Exit. Sure. Yeah. I've never had the worry. Okay. Uh, let's see. Not I gotta that- just mirror everyone. Okay. Let's do it. Um, Allison. Largely chooses to just mirror everyone's by herself. But every show, I'm confounded by the way that she doesn't go in any kind of a discernible order. That's going to be just you, obviously. Because who else is noticing it? It's exceptionally exclusive. But I wonder if if the fans have ever thought of it. Because we post these pictures. Oh, sure. We post these images that you guys are looking at. And you do bounce around. I do. So I was just wondering. No. Wait. While we were doing... Okay, for this? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. While we were doing this, I was like thinking, I wonder what order she's going in. Wait, was it going to be left to right? Well, because down it, she the started columns? top left, and then I was like, oh, we're probably going to go to this one just because left to right, right, actually. And she went down once. So I was like, oh, we're going in rows. And no, then she went to this. She went to, yeah, she's yeah. all over. It's weird. You're I'm so one step unpredictable. Ahead of you guys. Thank you. You yeah. are. You're, yeah. you're, you're, you're all fun. over the place. You're like fun. It. You keep me on my toes. <laughs> I'm breezy and fun. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh,. Oh, Not Fat Jesus says, I sometimes air kiss during kissing scenes in movies. I don't do that. Let me also note that all, uh, he's not Fat Jesus. A regular Jesus wasn't fat either. Thank you. Just so, just so, well, he wasn't fat. He was always walking around and stuff. He loved cardio. He was a carpenter. He's probably (laughs) very strong. He did create a lot of fish. Uh, what do you mean? Well, didn't he, didn't he, uh, I think he taught people to fish. He caught fish? What would no, that no, have no. to do with him being fat? Catch. Okay, never mind. <laughs> you, you were saying he created a lot of fish, which is like a dietetic food, yes? Isn't there a story where he took a, a small amount of fish and bread and turned it into a very, very large yeah, amount? Yeah, for all the hungry people, yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh. The joke was that he ate a bunch of it. There you See, go. See, that's why I'm behind the glass. <laughs> no, there. I was trying to follow. I was trying yeah, to go no. with you. It, it, was, it was a bad pitch. It's fine. You couldn't have done anything with I don't it. know why I got so territorial about, about Jesus being thin in the first place. It's really my fault. Because you're... A reli- it's my fault. Your religion is thinness. That's right. I, I ain't rooting for no Jesus if he ain't That's right. thin. That's right. <laughs> that so is. I don't air kiss or anything during the kissing scenes in movies, but if I'm watching something and it's a close-up on someone's face and they have a distressed look on their face, I will have a distressed look on my face. I kind of mirror their emotion. I've noticed that I do I've, that. I've never air kissed at all. I, I, I don't do that. So it's just him for me. Okay. What yeah, about no, you, brother? Definitely no? not. 
because you guys are not empathic or empathetic. It seems kind of endearing crazy. to picture this not fat Jesus guy sitting at his couch, like air, kind of air kissing, and the yeah. it's kind of sweet. But I, then it seems weird to me because I envision him doing it in a theater, and the yes, person next to him is like, yeah. Whoa. But it might be real subtle. Maybe he's doing it kind of subtle, and it's yeah. like uh, you'd look over and go, oh, it's you don't sweet. think that's? But but okay, if there's two people kissing and then he's trying to get in on that, isn't yeah. that weird? Well, he's not trying to get in on it. He well, maybe he is. I mean, I don't. I don't. Is he don't air know. kissing, like kissing his hand and then blowing it at them, or does he just mean kissing he's, the air? I think he's mimicking it. Yeah, yeah. Like, up because like, that's like a. <laughs> like he's, that's what I picture him doing. <laughs> you guys are both kissing the air, and it's hilarious. Okay, I think it might be time for this one's hey, over, huh? Hey, hey, go fuck yourself. This. There you go. This is where we tell people who need to go fuck themselves to go fuck themselves. I appreciate and that. And I got to find the one that I was looking for. Um, uh, this is a Hey, Go Fuck Yourself. Uh, oh, okay. This is a Hey, Go Fuck Yourself. Why? I, words are failing me. It's because I have to sneeze, and it's also because words have been failing me all day. Uh, first. That's the word I'm looking for. First. Hey, Go Fuck Yourself first. Which is, someone sent me one of their negative comments. It's Miss Movies. She has a podcast and she sent me a comment and she said, do you get stuff like this too? Oh. Um, And it is truly awful. Okay. So we're going to let her air that out on this show. Sure. This was a comment on some website somewhere. Oh, for fuck's sake. Miss fucking Movies? What the fuck? It's been a while since we had to put up with her. This better be the last time I hear her on these airwaves. And please kick her... She's pregnant. And please kick her in the stomach. We do not need any more of her running around. Self-entitled yuppies walking around thinking the world needs to be blessed with a tiny version of themselves. Fuck out of here with that Miss Movies cunt. I wish she would have been in that Colorado theater. Wow! Isn't that fucking crazy? Well, he kind of... Oh, is it a girl or a boy? Uh, it's a guy who wrote it. Whoever it is, uh, is kind of hack. First of all, let me yeah. let me say okay. that. And second of all, it was almost like the, it, towards the end they just were like, "Well, what what's the most offensive shit I can say?" Like it was it lacked originality. It just You're right, maybe hey, kick in the stomach and then went topical. Yeah. I hope she was. I wish she had been in that theater. Why mm-hmm. that? Why why did you pick that? Because you're too afraid to go nine eleven and Holocaust jokes. Hey, go fuck yourself, man. Yeah, hey you, go fuck yourself. Hey, That's right. Hey. Go fuck yourself. All right. And, and Gary has one. Yeah. I, uh, I probably shouldn't do this considering the awful Jesus joke I just tried to make five minutes ago. No. But somebody commented on one of the shows that I produce, not this one, and the comment was, actually, it was for crying out loud when you were the guest. Oh. And the comment said something to the effect of, can Gary please shut the fuck up on every show he's on, please and thank you. And... You know what? Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. That's See? right. He's listen, a part of the show. I That's no, right. But I did not want to be a part of any of these shows. I, it's not like I came to Allison with the idea for Allison Rosen is your new best friend with Gary. It was like <laughs> the hosts of the various shows I've worked on have asked me to give input and right. will ask me questions. So what the fuck, man? Like your issue is with Allison or with Lynette and Stephanie who have asked me to talk. I am right. not fucking... Fuck you. Well, and also, God. like, it, it's your, you're part of it. You were like, you're a human being for God's yeah. sake. Like, I do spend a bit of time on this show. Why does he have opinions and voices? Like, yeah, shut the fuck hell up. That fucking fucktard. And also, and I can speak to this because I get it on the Adam Carolla show. If someone were to, to stretch out 
or measure all the time that I flap my gums versus you, it's like 99 to 1. You say like three sentences, and I have encouraged you to speak more. But, hey, go fuck yourself. Yeah, that guy sucks. Hey, hey, go fuck yourself. I read the comments on the For Crying Out Loud episode that I was on, and I liked that someone wondered how you can put up with that (laughs) vagalanche. It was three was, three wow. women. I thought that was kind Fagilanch, of funny. Yeah. But I, it wasn't it wasn't said mean spirited. It was yeah, it, it was, was supposed to be a joke. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tasteful pun. Yeah. I think so. But I just thought it was amusing because it was uh, getting very lady neurotic emotions sure. and the discussion of. Yeah, I would say one of the, these comments. You know, maybe people can be more constructive with their feedback. Yeah. That's what I think. Seriously. Yeah, we'd take it more serious if it wasn't just some yeah. insulting bullshit. You know. Yes. Right? You are so good at this. Yeah. I, I have one more. I wasn't going to do it, but I am going to do it. Okay. Um, this one, it's not like a real scathing comment, but still. I think Allison has mentioned New York in every podcast. I wonder if she is that in her real life. So she's poorly written. At the grocery store, cash or credit, when I lived in New York, at a restaurant. Hello, what would you like to order? Did you know when I lived in New York, you get the idea. Why not just go back if you miss it so much? Well, first of all, comedy writer, um, I don't casually mention it in those circumstances, though maybe I should, but I do mention it a lot on this show, and I just wanted to explain that that is because... I lived there for almost a decade. It was probably the most formative time of my life. It's when I switched careers. It's when, like, it's when I became who I am. So, yeah, I do refer to it a lot because it was a huge part of my life. And I do understand that it's irritating, especially if someone was like, they spent a summer, a semester abroad in some other country and they've adopted that accent. Or they constantly refer to somewhere that they were for a few months. Yes, cheers. that's irritating. <laughs> right. Cheers, mate. Cheers. <laughs> when I was in Chile. Um, but, but for me, it was a huge part of my life and a really formative time of my life. So I'm going to keep talking about it and you can just go fuck yourself. Yeah. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. Do you need to say anything to anyone? I don't know if I have any. Okay. But I will say that sucks. I don't understand. They don't want you to talk about New York. It doesn't matter. Apparently, I don't know. I, there was another comment about how someone hates hearing people discuss the geography of New York. Oh, really? Well, I, just yeah. I think they're trying to say that it's like self, like, like so. you're being braggy. Right. But I think if you lived in Wisconsin for 10 years, you'd still be like, in Wisconsin, we did this. Like, it's just, that's your frame of reference. Like, that's yeah. just, that's just a human being sharing their life. It sounds like they've got a bigger problem with you than the New York thing. Like, mm-hmm. it's just a jerky thing to say. Right. Well, that's the thing is that so many things that we talk about where it's like, yeah, just any human being would do that right. and they pick it apart. Because I, I think people got annoyed with me when I first moved here because I kept comparing everything to Seattle. And if you went to my house and you saw like the decor in my house, you'd be like, we get it. You're right. like nice everything's space like, needle in your living room. Everything. Yeah, like city scenes or like a big Nirvana uh, painting or like everything's sports seattle like so um i can understand the irritation but it's also like oklahoma city poster? it's just it's just who i am you got, you know, got a thunder poster i do not I, I would burn it that's a sports joke for all the allison rosen fans who are confused right now what? <laughs> oklahoma city thunder the worst team in the sports history for all your listeners that's what he, they used to be the sonics and that's why he was, oh, he was trying to rile me Paul up martin paul allen paul allen no he owns the trailblazers but well, he's from seattle 
That was that was close. Howard Schultz. He does. He does own a sports yeah. franchise. Yeah, he is from the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. I'm He's calling a that a win. Just be impressed that I know that. I'm calling right. that a win. Thank you. You did just say Paul. <laughs> or what did you say, Alan? I said Paul Martin. Oh, Martin. Paul, and then I said Paul Allen. Paul Martin. What's his name, though? Paul Allen? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's good. Pretty good. It's good. You Close did fine. Enough. Nobody's Thank disappointed you. in you. Everybody's Quit on your team. Quit me. <laughs> do you miss Seattle? I do. Why do you keep talking about it? I love it. I've, do you know I've never been there? How would you know? I, uh, but I've never been there. I did not know that yeah, about you. <laughs> I know. Um, it's a good city. You should check it out. I would like to. Have you been there? Gary? I have not. I've always wanted to. It's, it's high on my list. Yeah. Of cities in America. I think that might be the next place I go on uh, any sort of trip that involves a trip and not just work. Yeah. And it's kind of like your New York thing. Like, I'm biased. Like, the reason I like the city so much is because where it's where I found myself or started a career. So, like, I mean, it's, it's another town. <laughs> it's another city. But I just really love it. Well, it's a- Adam part of talks me. about it like it's, like, the greatest place ever. Well, we still have, like, small businesses like it's not like, like you know most like cities you go into website Amazon right every city you drive through it's like hey stop here and it's like a Starbucks and a Quiznos and a Subway like everything is the same but in Seattle we still have like small businesses it's got like its Starbucks. own vibe still no Starbucks is not where we go really yeah where do you go uh, there's millions of places that are delicious I go to Cafe Fiore it's organic and it's good it's delicious Wait, has the city turned on Starbucks did that yes. happen years ago ages ago yeah we hate it. Wow. And the owner's a jerk, Howard Schultz. I did not know. Yeah, we all hate him. Have you seen Singles? What's that? Okay, you're young. Um, single, really? Singles. Really? Singles, Campbell Scott's in it and Kira Sedgwick and um, Bridget Fonda. It was like 92 or something. I don't remember it. Sorry. And it had a whole bunch of Seattle music in it. Temple Ooh. of the Dog. Nice. Do I know Temple know of the yeah. Dog, yeah. Temple of the Dog, Screaming Trees, Alice in Chains, like a whole bunch of... of Seattle groups. Pearl Jam, probably. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, Sound Garden. That is correct. So what, what's the premise of the movie? Why, what made you... Uh, it takes place in Seattle. Okay. And uh, they're just a bunch of... Uh, I am a sucker for those sort of Brat Pack and movies modeled after the Brat Pack. Just so we can That's temple right. of the dog. I real know. Fast. I'm just, going hungry. Just so we could, so people knew. What I we're don't about. mind stealing bread. Yeah, from yeah. the mouths of innocence. From the mouths of the hungry. For I, the mouths of hungry? I, I think don't it's know. from the mouths of innocence. <laughs> Play it. You I'm going hungry. Uh, I'm going. That's what it says. I just wanted yeah. people to know who right. you like. What band we were? And that band was a tribute to Andrew Wood of Mother Love Bone, who died. You know a lot about this. I, I, I did. A decadence. Oh, yeah. that makes more sense than from the mouths of innocence. <laughs> okay. Oops. I don't know how to turn this off. All right. We and uh, yeah, so it's a whole bunch of youngish people and um, and the relationships they have oh, and whatnot. And there's good music in it, and I liked it. And oh, that's Cam- what you Cameron think of Crow. when you think of Seattle. I think Cameron Crow wrote it. Oh, yeah. So you're go like, if I go to Seattle, it'll be like that show, that right. movie Singles. That's yes. what you think. Yeah, and there was like you know this. Yes, it was it was popular like right when this grunge explosion was happening sure. and everyone was talking about Seattle and there was this tension between cars and the light rail sure. and you know some real Seattle shit from sure. what I understand of Seattle right yeah well, well I Matt recently was in, was in Portland a few weekends ago mm-hmm. and Portland might be my new favorite city really because it reminds me of what Seattle used to be oh yeah 
All right. It's like baby Maybe Seattle. Just go there. It's real nice. Portland's amazing. I would like to go to both. I was I went to Portland when I was in high school because I was looking at a college up there. Mm-hmm. So I have been there, but it was a really long time ago. Yeah, now it's cool. now my Portland reference is Portlandia. Well, Portlandia is a good yeah. example of that town for sure. All right. Well, Jeff Dye, this yeah. has been delightful. Thanks for having Thank me. Thank you so much for doing um, this show and for opening up about all of this stuff and for listening to my story that I already regret telling about going down the uh, Facebook rabbit hole hey, and all that. It's but not I too late to edit. More, Save your relationship. Edit it out. I'm it's just not, kidding. It's not my relationship. It's my reputation. Well, who cares? <laughs> but I really think that it's more common than you guys are aware or uh, are willing to admit. I think, think people do this shit. right now. Maybe not right now, but it, my ex-girlfriends might be looking up my Facebook profile. I guarantee you they are. They have? Yeah. Really? I guarantee you they've Googled you. Why? That's one of the first things you do when you're like, I have time to kill at the internet. I wonder what happened to that person. I wonder what happened sure. to that person. It's like looking at people you went to summer camp with or something. And then if there's one person that you can never find any trail for, you're like, what the fuck? Because everyone... There's at least some race results sure. or something that you know is not them. <laughs> that is <laughs> There's true. always something. So the fact that I could never find anything for him made you more fascinated. It just made me wonder. That doesn't what say happened. much for that guy's band that he was in. <laughs> Didn't he say he was in a band? Yeah, they uh, went nowhere. If you if you can't even find them on the internet, wow, they're the, a horrible band. Right, they were not good. They went yeah. nowhere. But then somehow. I don't know what happened because there's those like people search things that come up where it's like for this much money, we'll look up this. And like I didn't want to actually indulge this by, you know, I'm not going to I don't care that much. Financially invest in finding an ex-boyfriend you don't care about. But then when I saw that it was like, you know, his name attached to some property thing in some other state. Anyway, I'm now I'm just retelling the story that I didn't want to tell. But now you found it. To begin with. So. (sighs) Gary. I hope he's Gary listening. Gary doesn't know what to do with me. I hope he's listening right now. That guy. Oh, my God. That's the kicker. Oh, my God. I forgot. So these two people <laughs> live in L.A. now. That's the part I forgot. Oh, they moved yeah. to L.A. They moved from where they were to, like, way the far way far away where they owned property together, sure. which is baffling to me because he didn't even have a driver's license when I knew him, even though he yeah. was 27. Um, but anyway, now they live here. And so now I'm a little afraid, like, what if I run into them or what sure. if they listen or blah, blah, well, blah, it's great blah. for you. No. Why? It'd just be weird. Because podcast be- listening is exclusive to res- residency in L.A. <laughs> well, it would be – ter- well, but word would get out. Like, oh, she's working with Adam Carolla and she's doing her own you thing. She's got this. He already. I'm sure he already knows because if he's here, he probably does already know. Because I remember going to K-Rock with him – and his shitty band. Mm-hmm. So, and that was probably when Adam was working for K Rock. So I'm sure that he's abreast of. Yeah, he's fi- he's you know put what, it together. Though? But then maybe he doesn't listen because of me. I actually I have no idea. Well, in a lot of ways, what I'm getting at is you're doing great. So if you ran into him, it'd be fine. You'd be like, look at me now. Who gives a look? I'm doing this. I don't need your dumbass. Before this podcast, yes. <laughs> but now, now I think I. Oh, put now myself- you've revealed. Yeah. Sure. Oh well. What what can you do? Anyway, Jeff Dye, where can we find you? We can find you on Twitter at Jeff Dye, D-Y-E. Yes. And we, do you have a website? I have a website, JeffDye.com. Okay. And uh, anything else people should know? Um, watch MTV's Money from Strangers. If you guys want to watch old episodes, they're all on MTV.com under shows. Just Money from Strangers. Strangers if you want to see what money. it's about. 
Yeah, <laughs> they'll be able to see it on there Great. somewhere. Great, and you can follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. You can follow Gary at G Patrick Smith. You can follow the show's Twitter feed at A R I Y N B F, and you can like us on Facebook. And hey, if you're going to buy something from Amazon, which you are, because they have everything, click through the banner on my website, AllisonRosen.com, and then. You can buy something on Amazon for the exact same price as you were going to pay before, but it's the few cents. And hey, even a few dollars get sent my way, and that helps the show. Nice. Um, and thank you. Thank you so much for doing that and for continuing to do that. And please rate the show highly on iTunes if you think it deserves a high rating, which, come on, we're good. Okay. I love you guys. Bye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? Digital.